Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We are going to introduce a new podcast, Running the Extra Mile. I'm Jeff Santiago, the Human Resources Director of the Legal Mile, and this is my co-host, Azar. Please, Azar, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Azar, and I'm the Assistant Director in Legal Mile, and I'm excited to this new podcast. Thank you very much, Azar. Today, we're going to talk about law or non-law. What's the best route? What's the preferred route for us to be able to qualify as corporate solicitor? In the United Kingdom. So I'll talk to you about my journey. So for me, I've always been interested in law when I was in sixth form. There was a transition where I was studying at Southeast Academy and I realized I wanted to do some pursue something that would really interest me in my day-to-day life. So that's why I chose to study at South University of London studying law because I thought that it was going to be interesting and how I was able to study different systems, law, as well as to study Chinese law. And it will be a unique experience for me. So that's the sort of journey that I have and I hope to be able to qualify as corporate solicitor and get a training contract soon. Why did I choose law? I chose law because I always found that law has a lot to bring to the table. I don't want to have a life where it's every every single day every, it's all the same and though just provides for me with that extra challenge where i always loved the practice of it i like the critical thinking element of law and as well as i would like to always see the works and what i've done and hopefully i can see it in paper as well newspapers whenever i put up a solicitor so how about you Azar? What's your journey? So my journey to law, it's different because I'm from the non-law route. And my interest from law stems from politics. So I did politics and social policy at university. And how I became interested in law is through understanding this policymaking processes that I now have a greater appreciation of how the law helps or even affects companies and governments as well. So why did I choose non-law? That's the, that's the important question here. And why suddenly law as a career? When I was studying my international foundation program in Singapore, I had an economics tutor who was doing a graduate law degree at the time. And he's a partner now at a law firm in Singapore. When I spoke to him about careers advice, he told me that I seem very interested in politics, not very much in law at that time, um, when I was 17. And he advised me that go and study politics if you're really that interested in it. And always consider law as your career path because there are graduate law options to go into, which is what I did. And now that I'm now that I've graduated, I'm working as a legal executive and I'm looking towards getting my graduate degree in law. That's how my kind of journey from non-law to law looks like. So Jeff, do you have any questions for me that you would like to ask? Yeah, I think definitely. Um, in regards to, you know, why you chose law, because I think you had mentioned that you love politics to, st- to study, but for you to study, however, 
what made you what made you switch back to law? Law is something that is, as you said earlier, is not the same every day. It's constantly changing. It has to adapt to what the technology is about, to what the people are about. And, and that's what I enjoy about law. So if you see politics, the politicians are the one making the changes to the law and, and, the, and the people are the one influencing the changes to the law as well. As a lawyer, what you do is you're looking at these changes and you're also advising companies because of that. So that is something I think in my career, I would really look forward to actually appreciating and understanding current affairs to apply it to my job. It's something that I really look forward to. And that's why I think law is the best option for me. And also at university, I, I did apply to open days and I attended a few open days at law firms. And what they do is really something that I look forward to doing in my career. I think being a commercial lawyer is something more to that. And that's also there. there's enjoyable aspects to it. So good. No, definitely. That's an interesting viewpoint. I would like to ask... As being a non-law student, what benefits does it have for applying for vacation schemes or training contracts? Ah, so vacation schemes and training contracts. When I was applying last year, I, I was able to bring in the concepts that I learned in my politics degree. So be it if I'm applying to a firm that does more on Social, social housing or is it affordable housing? I was able to talk about my social policy dissertation or if it's a firm on construction, I was able to talk about my other modules that I've done at university that involves environment impact. That's how I see non-law kind of widen your perspectives. You're not just going to talk about law, but you're going to be able to talk about the kind of developments surrounding law that you can bring to the table as a lawyer from a non-law background. So that, that's what I feel as a non-law student, I'm able to bring as a lawyer. Yeah, thank you very much. I think definitely there's a lot of law firms who prefer their students to be more varied in regards to what they learn in university, especially. I do understand why a law firm would hire someone that has sort of a wide variety or experience such as you know learning about construction and learning more about sort of the politics side and because if you have a GDL you learn both isn't it? Yeah Jeff so I would like to ask you the question now so being a law student and applying to law firms I know that there is the 50-50 kind of intake ratios so how how as a law student with a law degree applying to law firms have you found it beneficial have you been able to use your legal knowledge in your interviews? In regards to advantage, there's a lot of advantage of studying law and applying for law firms. Because indeed, you know, during, during your three years, you learn of the legal concepts, you're more familiar with the sector that you're working in. But however, you know, like, what makes you stand up as, as a law student is the activities that you do, or experience, like for example, being a co-editor-in-chief of the Law Journal at SOAS, really sort of cemented as being deadline driven and being able to work as a team to have that common goal of well there's a project that we have to finish that we have to publish and that's the thing about where that's what stands out and hopefully you know 
what law firms are interested in, yes, we do have that advantage of knowing the legal concepts compared to non-law that they studied other subjects. However, we do need to stand out because the many law graduates are indeed applying places in, in the legal sector. So yeah, I like the point that you brought up about extracurricular activities. Instead of looking at just law or non-law in terms of academics, I think there should also be a conversation of extracurricular activities that you can be part of at university to increase your chances of succeeding in these interviews. So Jeff, tell us more about, you You said the law journal, any other extracurricular activities that you're part of? Definitely, I always use my sort of experiencing mooting and negotiation competitions. For me, I always participate in, I always try, I always try to participate in mooting, for example, 2017 with the Big Voice London mooting competition. I participated in the SOAS local mooting competition and as well as during my second year, participating in the SOAS Jones Day negotiation competition. I think that sort of curriculars, extracurriculars really helped me to advocate, but at the same time as well as negotiate, because usually you always negotiate as a team and as well as a lawyer, you know. So I need to have those skills where I express and facilitate discussion and reach for a compromise. And I think that's something that, you know, when you don't have those skills, it's really hard for you to be in a team, know what to do and what to discuss with the other side so we can reach a mutual beneficial agreement for each other. So that's how that should go to the first idea. Ah, that's interesting that you talked about extracurricular activities very much to do with the law. I'll be speaking about extracurricular activities that are not very much to do with the law. I was part of the Leeds Human Rights Journal, where I was the editor-in-chief. I've been able to use it to talk about my project management skills, my leadership skills, and even editing skills and attention to detail. Any kind of extracurricular activities would help. I was also a financial analyst for Leeds Insights. That, that kind of shows like the commercial awareness that I've got when I'm applying. Definitely extracurricular activities whether it be something related to law or something not related to law, still helps. So the non-law route is a good path and it just depends on how you come across when you're applying to the law firms and, and kind of taking your career path in the legal industry. I think that's where it boils down to. So Jeff, uh, do you have any opinion on this? I think for me, it's always going to be what's your motivation to first start. I mean, your end goal will be a lawyer. That's a certain, you know, like, whether you choose done law or law, it depends on your motivation of studying for university course. If you say that you really love law and you want to like, like you're really good at it and you can get the best grade on it, definitely choose law. I think that's my best advice for you. But if you're sort of thinking, oh, I'm really, really good at economics or politics, just the latter, you'll get the highest grade and then go for a GDL. But however, with caution, you may have to have incurred expenses. The GDL, GDL is very expensive and it doesn't have a loan. So that's the problem about it where, yes, if you get the best grade that you can have in a non-law subject, it's good. But if you get a training contract, that's well paid, that will be well paid for. Yeah, definitely the trade-offs of um, finances is something you have to consider. 
And, and that, that's really important when you are looking into any course that you want to do, be it as a lawyer or not. And yeah, so that is something which is good advice, Jeff. Thank you so much. In the next podcast, Jeff, would you like to tell us what we are going to be talking about? Definitely. Speaking about cost, we're going to talk about LPC or SQ. What's the best route to qualify? As you may have known, the SQ will enter soon in September 2021, and it will be something that would could change or would change the legal sector for good. We will discuss whether or not this is cost efficient, and as well as it will allow for more social mobility. As you may know, getting a training contract might be really hard for many, especially for international students who are who needs a visa to be able to stay in the UK. And that's why we'll be with a special guest in the next podcast, and we hope to bring in more insight into the legal career and as well as talk about legal concepts in the next podcast. Thank you very much, Azar. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, Jeff.